Hey, so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about resting in faith. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you so much that you're here. You said that when we gather in your name, you are here in the midst of us. We believe that, and we just want to receive from you what you want to give us today. We receive from you revelation knowledge. We receive from you your wisdom, your love, and your understanding. And we just come to you humbly before you and just want to walk in your way. We love you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. God is so cool. He's so good. He just wants us to know. He wants us to know His way of living. He wants us to know how to receive from Him and live that abundant life that He came to give us. He doesn't want us living controlled by the enemy who's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And so today He wants to teach us really what faith is. So often we think we have faith and it's apparent we don't because things aren't happening and he wants us to grow up from there. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I, and I will give you rest. I will ease. Okay, I mixed this up. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. That's what God is asking us to do. And when we come to him and rest, we're not going to be struggling in our faith. But we struggle in our faith because we have formulas. We're, we're looking to man, you know, to, to find out the steps to get to the place that we want to be. And really, we need to be coming to Jesus. That's what he's saying today. You know, Jesus, um, he said, I only say and do what my Father tells me to do. And so he was looking to the Father all the time. And so he had what he needed to make things come to pass. He had the confidence he needed to know what to do to have things work for him. But, you know, we so often, you know, we know we're supposed to talk to the mountain. So we talk to the mountain and we tell it what to do. And because we don't have surety that it's really going to do what we said, or because we're looking at our circumstances, which overwhelm us because, and and get us to the place where we're looking back to see if what we said happened. And of course, If we're looking back, that's not faith. We're not really sure it's going to happen. God is saying to be sure of that, we need to hear Him. We need to be going to Him. You know, so often we go to another man and we ask him what we think we should do or we're looking to someone else that, you know, they have this um, formula that is supposed to work. And then we try it and it doesn't work. And the answer is, is that we're not going to Jesus. We're not going to him for instruction. When Jesus said, I only do and say what my father tells me to do, he's saying, I look to my father. I don't look anywhere else. And we look other places because we have this, maybe, maybe because we have this mindset that going to God just isn't feasible. I mean, no time for that. I don't hear him. Um, you know, we have all these things that we believe that really aren't true. It's the enemy scamming us to think that it's too hard to hear from heaven, but it really isn't. 
the Word of God, for one thing, is the Word of God. And um, it's Him, Him talking to us. And so we can always go to the Word of God and hear what God is saying. And when you're truly seeking Him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and you're wanting to live in His kingdom, He isn't going to fail you. He wants to give you revelation knowledge. He wants you to have understanding. He wants you to live that abundant life. But what he's saying is we're fretting and we're not casting our care. When it's not working, um, more than likely you haven't heard from him. More than likely you haven't sat down and said, God, what's the problem here? You know, I'm doing all this stuff and nothing's happening. And, but when you get your directive from him, something is going to happen because you've heard from heaven. You've gone to him. And you can rest when you know that it's him. And that's what he wants us to do is to rest. And so often, as I was saying, you know, we talk to the mountain, we do all these things and it doesn't happen. Or, you know, we talk to the mountain and then we get afraid. We're looking at our, our circumstances and we talk to the mountain again. And then we talk to the mountain again because we look back and nothing's happening. And we're talking to the mountain, talking to the mountain, talking to the mountain, and really doing it in stress and fear that it's not moving, it's not going to move. And, you know, thinking it worked for so-and-so and Jesus told us to do it, but we keep talking to the mountain and it's not working. And it's not always... Um, the same answer for everyone, which is why we have to hear Jesus. Like if you're speaking to the mountain and um, it's not moving and you have unforgiveness in your life, he's going to tell you that. He's, he's going to tell you what's in the way of that not working. But most of the time when we have something blocking that mountain from moving, it takes away our confidence. I shouldn't even say most of the time. It will take your confidence away. And so your confidence has to be in him. When you go to him and he tells you what to do, it's apparently going to work because he's God and he knows the answer. And, you know, even if we're, we're speaking to the mountain, I always like to think of the cowardly lion. He said, I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. I do, I do, I do believe in spooks because um, I kind of did that and taught my son to do that. Yeah, I said, you got to say you believe. I do believe God heals. I do believe God heals. I do, I do, I do believe God heals. And it was just a cute little way of teaching him. And it, it's how I started. And God is saying, you know, if you're doing that, that's actually fine. And that's renewing your mind. It is. It's changing your mind. Romans 12, 2 says we have to think God's way. And so instead of thinking I'm sick, you have to think I'm healed. You have to keep thinking I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. But God is saying we got to get to the place where we grow up from that. You know, we don't have to keep convincing ourselves anymore, you know, after a time that we're already healed, that the word of God is true. We should get to a place where, you know, it's just second nature. When I get sick, I say I'm healed. And um, then I walk away from that and I'm resting in the fact that it is going to happen. And that's where God is calling us to be. We're, you know, not where we're just continually saying it and saying it and saying it, and then we're checking it and checking it and checking it, and when you're checking it, you're not casting your care. 
But what you're really doing is being afraid that it's not going to happen. And you're afraid it's not going to happen because you're not convinced it's true. And you're not convinced it's true because you haven't taken the time, the first stages, to renew your mind and get close to Jesus and hear him. You know, very in the very... Um, in the very beginning of when I started seeking God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind, um, I just say it. I kept saying, what do I do now? What do I do? What do I do? And I believe that's the relationship Jesus was having with the Father. You know, he'd go up to the mountain and pray. Maybe God gave him the, the plan for the day. And I believe God even said, curse that fig tree so that you can show them what to do. And so Jesus knew what to do. He cursed the fig tree, right? And then he walked away. He didn't look back. And then the next day, the disciples asked about the tree, and he was able to teach them whatever you say. If you believe in your heart, if you have constant faith, it's going to happen. But when you stand praying, forgive. So he was teaching them. And so God was always, I believe, telling Jesus what to do. And Jesus did it. And that was his confidence. And of course, Jesus is God. But in order for us to have that confidence, my point is, is we have to hear him talking to us. My son was having a seizure. I was just going to tell you this. Um, when he was younger and I was just learning God, learning from God how to believe for healing, I was getting my directives from him. And I said, God, what do I do? And he said, bind the enemy. And so I said, okay, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. And the seizure quit, just like that. It stopped. Done. I had confidence because I asked God what to do. You know, I, I was just thinking this morning how later on in my walk, I got entangled with some people who really didn't believe. They say they believe, but they don't act like they believe. Because um, even though they've been a Christian for a long time, they keep talking to the mountain. They keep yelling at the mountain. They keep yelling that their circumstances change, but they never change. And the reason for that really is unbelief. Unbelief in something, maybe not believing that you have to get on your knees every day and, and hear God or get God's directive or, they, you know, there's unbelief there somewhere. And you start getting off on the wrong track and you start doing what they're doing and then all of a sudden you find yourself... Um, not having the, the victory that, oh, I found myself not having the victory I had before because I got off on wrong thinking. And so we have to think the Word of God. That's the first thing we have to do. And, and yeah, um, you know, we can say, I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. I do believe in healing. I do believe in healing. I believe God. I trust God. I trust God. And that is renewing your mind. That's changing um, what you used to think to the Word of God, and we need to do that. And then grow up from there and say, God, what do I do? God, what do I do? And then do what God tells you to do, and then you have His power in your life. If you go to a friend or a pastor or wherever and say, what do I do? Then you have man's power in your life, which is nothing, and maybe a wrong answer. But when you go directly to God, you know, so many people just want to have this Christianity without that relationship with Jesus, without him telling them what to do. Nobody wants to be told what to do, it seems like, but we got to do it his way. Or maybe I was just listening to a sermon this morning, 
And the man was saying, you know, we don't always want to hear what God has to say, and so we block him. And then we don't hear it, and then we never move on. To have God's power in our lives, we have to operate by his system, not ours, by his opinion, by his directive. So as Jesus' mom said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Just do it. And then you have his power in your life, and then the mountain is going to move. And you're not even going to be looking back to check on it. Have you ever believe God, and I, I think we do this in little things, believing God for something, and you just believe it, you said it, you walked away, and then all of a sudden you notice, oh my goodness, it happened. What I said happened. Oh, and we get so excited. But then when it's something bigger, and we're more worried, and the enemy gets in, you know, and scams us and says, it's not going to work this time. You did this wrong. You did that wrong. Nope, it's not happening this time. Then we start checking what we said. Um, you know, I did this wrong. And you know what? Even if you did something wrong, you're forgiven. You know, you qualify. But the enemy's constantly trying to tell you, you don't qualify. And if you're thinking you don't qualify or if you're, you're beating yourself up for a sin the enemy is telling, that, telling you that you have, then you're going to be checking. You're constantly going to be checking to see if that mountain moved. Or, you know, if you constantly think you have to be doing something to um, make yourself right with God before um, his power can be in your life, that's not true either. I mean, of course, you know, you have to walk upright and we are justified through Jesus. He did it all for us, you know, but um, we are just that. We're made right with him. And when we sin, all we have to do is repent and, and get right with him and move on. And then you qualify. And so don't let the enemy lie to you and say, you can't. It's not going to work this time. Maybe next time. Maybe if you get it right this next month. No, you're already right because of Jesus. And all you have to do is believe. And believe takes having that time with him and getting to know him. Not skipping your personal um, time, your personal relationship with him. So many people don't get that. They, they just think that they can do this thing themselves. And really, we can't. And Jesus said that you need to stay connected to the vine because you can't do anything without him. You can't receive without him. You can't rest without him. So when you get into that intimate time with him and he starts talking to you and loving on you, oh, that rest feels so good. That acceptance feels so good. That directive he gives you feels so good. And you can just rest and knowing that he said, what he said he's going to do, he's going to do. He said, if you believe, then it'll happen. And so if you believe, it'll happen. If you have unbelief, he's going to show you that. If you need to do a faith action, he's going to show you that. Everything's going to be fine. He's going to show you. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Stop trying to do it yourself. Stop trying to take all this on and, and worrying about getting this and getting that, getting your faith right. 
you know, sometimes, you know, that's what we're doing. We're just stressing out about the mountain and, and stressing out about this and that and the other thing. And Jesus is saying, just come, come and sit with me and rest and we'll talk about it. If there's anything you need to do, I'll let you know. If there's anything you need to worry about, I'll let you know. I thought that was funny when he said that to me one day. If there's anything to like to worry about, I would let you know. I mean, he has it all under control. He's got this. And if he's got it, you got it. And so all you have to do is rest. You know, um, when I was getting ready for this message, I had this thought come to me. And it was, it was a thought of God. You know, on the first day, he said, let there be light. He said, light be. And it was. And what if he would have, the second day said, light be. He looked and there wasn't light. So the second day he's like, light be. I said, light be. <laughs> and light wasn't. And then the third day he kept, he said it again, light be. That's what we do. That's what we do. And, you know, he's saying that that's not imitating your father. I made you in my likeness. And so um, you need to be doing what I'm doing. And I didn't go light be and then look to see if light be, if light was. I knew light was. He knew light was. And we have to know that what we say will happen. We have to get that close to him that we have that confidence that what we say is going to happen. We have to be willing to be corrected and to taught, to be taught, to get the dead branches off of us so that he can empower us, of course. But all that brings you to where you have confidence that what he said you could say will happen. And so we have to constantly be being led by the Spirit. Constantly be asking him, is there anything I should know, Lord? Is there anything I should worry about? I'm just tempted to say that. Um, is there anything I need to do? You know, um, what do you want me to do here today? What's the plan? I know that you got a good plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us we have, he has a good plan. And all we got to do is walk in it. Ask him the plan for your day. And then you're going to be knowing, you're going to know what to say. And you're going to know what not to say. And you're going to be able to just imitate the Father. We were made in his likeness. And so we were created to do what he did. And he said, and it was. And so we need to get to the place. We need to grow up and get to the place where we say, and it is. It happens. And of course, you know, the enemy, as soon as you hear the word, he's going to come and try to take it from you. And so we have to be up on him. But really, you know, as we talked about yesterday, when um, we know God, we can see a scam when it's coming. And if you can't see the scam, he, God is going to show you. The Holy Spirit's going to teach you. And as I said yesterday, which I thought was a pretty cool, cool way of saying it, the Holy Spirit's your antivirus. He's going to tell you, nope, that's a trick. Don't take it. Don't click that. Or, you know, you're going to be off the path. Actually, that happened to me this morning. I got to experience that this morning. The enemy came in and almost got to me, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, nope, that's not him. That's not God. That's the enemy. And so we got to be watchful. And, you know, Peter said that. 
be careful. The enemy is roaming around like a roaring lion looking for someone who he can devour. And he devours the person that doesn't know, the person that's ignorant of the word of God or the person that's not listening to God. So we always have to be watchful. We always have to be on guard. And the way to be on guard is constantly be in fellowship with God, constantly be listening. You can't hear him when you have anxiety. In, in anxiety, um, there's confusion. You're going to be confused. And that is the enemy and the word of God tells us that. And so God is saying, stop freaking out. Stop fretting. I'm so in love with you. You can come to me with anything. Isn't that what Philippians says? Don't fret about anything, but go to God with your petition. You know, tell him, tell him what the word says, remind him and work it out with him. And when you do that, when you sit with him, I love sitting with him in the morning and getting my perspective right because the enemy is constantly yapping. You know, he's constantly trying to get his two cents in there and trying to get you to follow him. And so I love that time where I can just go and sit and be with the Lord and he tells me the real stuff. And then we talk about stuff, and then I have that peace that passes all understanding, and then I can go on with my day. Oh, that reminds me what God said to say. So he said what he said, and then it was. And then the next day, he went on to the next thing, and Jesus, he he cursed the fig tree, and then he went on. And he said, we need to get in that practice. We say it, we don't look back, and we move on. And then we will see it happen. But when that thought comes, when the enemy comes to try to get you to worry about that and try to get, get, get you to look back, you just say, no, I, I casted my care of that. I'm not thinking about that. It's taken care of. I said it, it's done, and I'm moving on. And so much of the time, he gets us to stop and to worry and to spend our whole day trying to figure out something to do about the thing that we already spoke to, and then we nullify the whole thing. We void out the whole um, agreement that we had made with God when we spoke to the mountain, when we did what he said, and then when the enemy came and said, did God really say? And then we come up with this plan to figure out the problem without God. We nullified the word of God. And God wants us to know that that's what we're doing. And that's why every time you get to the same problem again and again, nothing changes because at the last minute, you quick try to take care of it yourself because you all of a sudden decided that what if it doesn't work because it didn't work last time and didn't work the time before, but it's because of your faith having been stolen from you. The enemy comes as soon as you hear the word, as soon as you hear God talk to you, the enemy is going to come. And try to take it from you. That's what Jesus said. He said, if you don't understand this one thing, you won't understand anything. And so you got to just keep trusting God. You stick with your decision. I trust you. I'm going to talk to this mountain. You told me to say this. You told me to do this. And I'm not going to let the enemy come and say, did God really say? I'm going to move on from here. I'm going to go on with the next thing that I want to do. I'm going to make my plans with you for the next day or the next thing. I'm going to walk away. Just like Jesus walked away and they went on and I can't remember what they did next. And then when they walked by that fig tree the next day, then Peter saw it. And Jesus was like, oh yeah, by the way, I want to teach you this right now. 
So that's what God is saying is that that's how we do it is we just, we stick to it. We don't change our mind. We don't go backward. We don't decide all of a sudden that it's not going to work and um, get all anxious about it. But we stay in that place and we don't move. We don't move from our faith. And you can do that and you can do it with God. And then you're not going to have to be following someone else's formula. But the Word of God is going to come alive in your life, and you're just going to apply it to your life. And then you're going to have His power working on the inside of you, not someone else's. So, um, you know, if you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, then Revelation said He's already knocking at the door of your heart. And He wants to come in and be with you. He wants to teach you all this stuff. And he wants to lead you and guide you and to have victory in your life, to live that abundant life that he came to give you. He doesn't want you scammed. He doesn't want you tricked by the enemy. He doesn't want you living in defeat or imprisoned by the enemy. But he wants you to live a good life. He wants you to be a witness for him and show the Father. And um, so Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He made us right with the Father because we couldn't do it. He shed his blood for us. Um, he took stripes for our healing. And if, if you don't know any of that, I just challenge you to get into the Word of God and start finding out. And um, it's so cool how we have Google now because sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you half a verse and you can just type it in and find where it is and read what he's saying to you. So when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit's going to be right there, and He's going to teach you in a way that you can understand. Someone else might not get it, but you're going to get it because um, God is personal, and He knows exactly how you think, and He's just going to make it all good for you. He's so good. So if you never say that, said that prayer, it's nothing fancy. You're just asking Him to be your God. Ask Him to come live on the inside of you and to teach you. Commit to him and be willing to move from the lifestyle you're in to his. It's not a prayer to get to heaven, but it's a relationship. And so I can pray that with you right now. Or if you want to just listen for now, you can pray anytime you want. But I'm just going to pray. And if you want to pray with me, that'd be really cool. So Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you're already knocking on the door of our heart. And we're asking you to come in. And to teach us, to correct us, to help us to be faithful to you, to show who you are as we live that good life you're calling us to live. Help us to have understanding, revelation, knowledge each time we sit before you and look at your word. We thank you and praise you that you are the word. And so when we look at the word, we can get to know you easily. We thank you that you would make it come alive to us. We thank you for everything you've already done for us. And we thank you so much that you want us to have understanding. And we just receive that from you. So we thank you for coming and living on the inside of us and making yourself real to us. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So that is all there is to it. Now he's really on the inside of you. And you can go to him anytime, day or night, and he will make himself real to you. I was just telling um, someone this morning, I heard someone say this, and um, it always stuck with me because sometimes we try so hard to hear God, 
And God said to this lady, he said, I'll make myself known to you. You don't have to worry about hearing me. And that is so true because when God speaks to you, you know he spoke to you and nobody can take that away from you. It's just clear. And so he will do that and he'll make himself real to you. You know that he's on the inside of you. He did say that. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me and I'll show myself to you. So you have to be in agreement with him. You can't just ask him to come live on the inside of you and then just go live your old life again. You got to find out what he thinks. He is his word and then come in agreement with him. He'll show you himself. He's good. He's faithful. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you.